It must be the second episode of the night because my hum is a little rough. Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing. Podcast. Podcast. In old news, Dave Mustaine has left Dean and is now a Gibson, Gibson, Gibson If I was boy. Dave Mustaine, which I'm not, you can tell. What? Because my hair is very short. I thought you were this okay. whole time. Um, I would have uh, changed my changed my name from dave mustang to have a stage name dave mustang dave mustang and then you would yeah. play mustang guitars Ooh, that's a great idea i didn't even think about you can that. dive bomb on a mustang i was just thinking about the vroom vroom he doesn't dive bomb though he's always doesn't he usually play hardtail guitars i don't think he's i a, think so i don't think he's a floydy boy which makes sense because now he's on gibson and you know they don't typically have floyds on him i'm actually looking at the pictures of his Signature Gibsons now. Three flying Vs. One's a Kramer that's pointy. Yeah. And uh, I think one might be an Epiphone. I'm not finding the Epiphone, but I you did have one that I haven't been able to find. Yeah, no Epiphones in these pictures. Crazy green. But then they have the Gibson acoustic, too, that's got skulls on the pit guard. (laughs) That thing's so weird. (laughs) I don't understand. Is there like a Megadeth song that's like acoustic? Okay, here's the first problem. Right? I think there are acoustic like parts in Megadeth songs. I guess I, you know, I'm sure there are. I mean, you know, I'll, there's always these big ballad, you know, uh, right songs. I, what do you think about this? Is this? I know, like, you know, Dave. I was, we were looking at an article earlier. Yeah, and Dave Mustaine signed with Dean in 2007 and he was with them for like 12 years what was he playing before then like jackson's or something i, I don't know well i'm just saying like in terms of his signature whatever, okay right okay. um officially uh in 2007 so he was a uh, dean guitar ambassador for 12 years and in 2019 i guess he started selling off his dean collection uh including some prototype models um and people were like what hmm and then, like two months ago, I guess he announced that he was no longer with Dean or whatever, and uh, and now he it's come out that he has these Gibson models coming out. Uh, when he first signed with Dean, of course, he did the whole thing that probably everybody does when they sign, like, "Oh, this brand really gets me." Dave Mustaine and Dean, we're they they understand who I am and <laughs> what I want to do. Yeah, they really understand my personal brand. I they they they're probably paying you a bunch of money. I mean, that's my personal brand too. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what guitars he was playing in like the eighties. Probably like Kramer's, a Jackson here. Or, yeah, or like Jackson, Jackson. I, I don't know. And so um, in leading up to this, uh, I spent the whole day listening to Megadeth. The whole day? The whole day. Damn, well, when Steve. I was like, when I was in a spot to listen to music, I listened to Megadeth, which meant I really only listened to like maybe right. uh, half an album's worth of songs. And um, I, I realized I don't know any, like I don't knowingly know any Megadeth songs. I know of Megadeth songs, but it's not like if you ask me to like, hum the melody of <laughs> a Megadeth song, I would be totally lost. But I'd be like, oh, yeah, there's that one uh, where he's, like, talking slow and and gruff, you know. And, oh. and then he's playing, like, shreddy, shreddy guitar over it, and there's a lot of, like, dark chugga chugga just going on. 
you know, and you there's just described like all of them. <laughs> you just you basically just described the Vincent Price interlude in Thriller. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to. Oh yeah, there's one in, with him in the '90s with a Jackson. Yeah, so I, I mean, I just I don't know. I another Jackson. I thought for Megadeth, I thought the music is is fine. I guess. Um, here's what. With him here's with the, a Les Paul looking thing, but looks like a 1970s picture. Here's the here's the comparison I would make, uh, because of course the big comparison is like Megadeth and like Metallica, right? Right. Well, you know the history there, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave Mustaine was the original lead guitarist for Metallica, right? Um, and I feel like between the two, um, Megadeth is like the, um like the the uh please compare please make a comparison that links to smash mouth in some way oh i could i could uh megadeth is metallica the, is smash mouth and megadeth is like sugar ray it's like no yeah no actually i probably say i probably say it's like the other way around I, oh okay I'd say megadeth what i was gonna say is like megadeth no because because metallica has the earworms Right. Oh, switch, that's true. Switch with, I, I switch mean, with. Uh, I can't. What's the name of the band? Smash, the, Mouth. Smash Mouth has earworms that you can't right. get out of your head. Right. That's Metallica, where I guess I guess Sugar Ray is really not a good comparison. Maybe like Lit or something like no, that. No, I, I would even say like Megadeth is like Megadeth is Lit and Metallica is Blink 182. Okay. Okay. That like, works. And I was actually trying to think of maybe a different like Megadeth is, uh, is I, I just can't think of like a grindy, like it's Megadeth is more of like just a a regular punk rock band and Metallica is pop punk, like there's like people there's, listening right now are in, who are nuts who are not following what we're saying but love megadeth or metallica are going insane right now because of these comparisons they do not understand what we're trying I'm just to communicate saying, like i'm just saying there's all. a there's an obvious common thread here but i feel felt like megadeth was a little like the at least the the album i listened to i mean they're to, two two of the biggest best well-known sure sure like 80s thrash bands right um like they they are like the the cherries on the top of a scene sunday so right what can you say right I'm just saying, like Megadeth is like thrice, and Metallica is like. Compare compare them to classical composers now. Uh, Megadeth, and then after that we'll do jazz. Beethoven and Metallica is Mozart. And I'm Butch Cassidy. If you mess with Mozart, you're gonna get a bullet in the head, courtesy of Butch Cassidy. Yeah. And here over here is our buddy Socrates. <laughs> uh, what I'm trying to say is Megadeth is like Dizzy Gillespie. Metallica is like Count Basie. I don't, that's, that doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> now, now we're just throwing out names. Uh, you know, what I, I'm trying I listened, to say is, I listened to some Megadeth today, too. And I was fully expecting to be like, 
uh, this and that, uh, maybe, blah, he's probably like a has-been or whatever. And then I thought about it, I was like, no, Dave's fine, Megadeth is fine, this is all like, this is exactly what I expected to hear right. when I listened to metal of this era, of this influence, and there's you, nothing wrong with any of this. You know what? The, and you know I'm what? totally fine with Gibson signing him as yeah, oh, like yeah. a brand ambassador. You know what I, I legitimately, what listening to Megadeth reminded me of is uh, when we listened to Body Count. It's that, mm. it's that, you know, it's, it's like, it's a thrashier, th it, it's, that's what I'm saying is like Megadeth, if, it, and it's interesting because the album I listened to was, um, I forget what it was called, but it was, it was like their biggest album from 1992. Yeah. Um, if I was trying to construct a timeline of metal, I would just assume that that album and basically all of Megadeth predated Metallica. Right. That Metallica was like an evolution of that genre that basically I feel like in my head and, and here's probably the issue with that Ed Cannon. Here we go. Is, uh, is that I really only know Metallica like for the hits. Right. So I don't know what their B sides sound like. I don't really like, I don't know. Like maybe, you know, Metallica has, like you said, they have better earworms and everything else just sounds like Megadeth. But with James Hetfield singing it instead of Dave Mustaine, it was funny. On some of the uh, the Megadeth that I was listening today, I could hear that little growl in in his voice. I was like, "Are you trying to Are you trying to sound like Metallica right now?" <laughs> I, but then it's like, you know, I'm not well versed in that scene. That's not music that I've ever spent a ton of time listening to. Uh, that might just be the common thread of the the genre. Right, so, right. I know. listened to some other. I actually started a playlist with Megadeth and it started playing like Slayer and mm -hmm. Anthrax and Iron Maiden and whatever. And I will say Iron Maiden is a jump from I Anthrax well, and Slayer. Like, I don't know. It was just, a, yeah. it was just a metal channel. I, guess. I know enough about uh, metal to know that Iron Maiden's a jump from those uh, bands. I kind of, I think I don't like Dave Mustaine's voice. I, no, I, I don't either. Uh, and I, and my criticism, we're not even doing an official album review this episode, but yeah. here we are reviewing some songs. My official criticism is just like, uh, I understand now why so many more modern metal bands do like the heavy growl, like demon voice thing, because metal lyrics are stupid. <laughs> And if that makes you angry, feel free to uh, recommend some metal bands uh, that don't have stupid lyrics, and I'll check them out. But uh, listening to these Megadeth songs, I was like, okay, Dave, I get it. We live in a society. Awesome. <laughs> I, I, okay, I get it. You've got things to say about living in a society. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'd, I, will, I feel like the Gibson-Dave Mustaine thing does feel a little out of left field. I think there is, uh, I think there's, it, well, I think it's just because you picture it, them like pointy versions of flying V's and metal guitars, Dean's and Jackson's right. and well, things but like his, that. His Kramer signature seems a little pointier. It is a little pointier um, for sure. Um, I, my biggest WTF, well, I'm, I'm looking at the wrong oh, device yeah, here. Phone. Uh, my biggest WTF is like, who the hell was asleep at the wheel over at Dean to let this guy slip away? Because it seems like this is a huge money making endorsement. Like you want to have this guy connected to your brand. If you're trying to sell to the metal market, which you want to sell to the metal market. Cause those people buy stuff like crazy, right? Like the biggest YouTube channels in guitar tube 
are metal channels. Like, yeah, that is a huge audience that buys gear all the time. Like, I'd think that if you were Dean, you would like blow your whole budget on artists on Dave, if you could keep them, you know? And I have to wonder if this is just kind of the state of Dean right now. It seems like they're kind of low rent these days. I'm going through, I just punched in Dean. I'm going down the Google shopping list. They have one guitar. It's a it's a Stealth Floyd FM. So it's one of their pointy guys that is may or may not be a Dimebag model. It seems like they're still um, coasting on the Dimebag. That thing. is well. Where where I'm going with this is this is a that's a twelve hundred dollar guitar, and it's the most expensive guitar that I found on their um, this sale list. Now now I'm getting into reverb listings, and there are some like old Dean's, you know, Dean USA's. And so I do kind of wonder, like, is this just happening? Because I, when I looked for Dean, Dave Mustaine's, uh, models, I couldn't find one selling new for more than 400 bucks. Yeah. And it's kind of a weird thing, but you know, there may be something to the idea that like Dean saying, we'll build you a custom guitar. Uh, Dave, that is going to be like a top notch model, but we're not going to sell one right. versus going to Gibson being like the guitar that we're going to give you is the same guitar that we're going to sell your fans. Uh, there's value there. Oh, sure. There's, totally. There's a lot of value there. And you know, it seems like Dean might be kind of asleep at the wheel. Like I, I looked through their site earlier and I was like, wow, none of this feels like it's part of this decade. Like. It this and it, it all feels like very budget, like you were saying. Like, you know, I'm totally for there being brands making signature guitars that are super affordable. I think it's great whenever yeah. there's a signature Epiphone, Squire, uh, anything like that. Um, I don't know, like a, a hot property like Dave, like I can't understand why there isn't a higher end Dean Dave Mustaine. Um, but that's what I'm saying is it doesn't look like there's a higher end Dean anything. anything. There's a, yeah. again, there's a $1,200, uh, uh, what is it? XT, uh, or stealth model. And otherwise there's a, there's nothing. Right. And so maybe I'm missing something. If you are, a, no, I really think a, they are, unless someone wants to correct us and be like, no, Dean's got this amazing model and everyone wants it these days. I honestly think they're coasting on the dime bag stuff. Yeah. Cause Otherwise, like, I can't remember the last time I saw someone playing like a Dean Cadillac or something like that. I'm going to sort musician's friend, hide a low. They do have some, there are some Dean USA's here, $4,600, $4,300. So maybe there was, there is the potential for, oh, they still do the Michael Shanker at $3,300. Mm, interesting. Um, this is on Sweetwater? There's a Dave Mustaine for $3,200. So, hey, we what have, do we know? I'm correcting myself. Right we don't know now. anything. There's another Dave Mustaine for three thousand dollars. So who knows? Man, why did their why did their home website feel so budget? They're still uh, they're still probably paying out royalty checks to all of those beef girls. <laughs> still, like, I mean, whoever whoever is responsible at Dean for losing losing Dave is like that's a huge mark on your record. Like, yeah. I feel like that's a big loss. And to have them go from Dean, have him go from Dean to Gibson, it because because it feels kind of odd that he's going to Gibson because you don't typically think, oh, Gibson, the choice of shredders. 
Like I think of, when I think of Gibson and metal, I think more in the direction of like doom guys, sure. like heavy, slow riffers. And people are probably, we don't know metal a lot guys. No, disagree I, with us. I, I already just, dis, I just disagree with you on that. Okay. I'll think, well, because I know, I don't know what their current, uh, Gibson USA, uh, Let's see. I don't. Where are I? Don't. I mean, Kramer, the artist collection. The, the Kramer is is a no brainer. Well, so they've got a. They've got. I guess Slash isn't really metal. No, um, I'm not talking about Slash style metal. I mean, you're probably not talking about Tool, just like a proggy. No. Um. So I'm going down this list. Like yeah, I, I mean, when I think of Dave Mustaine, I think Thrash, like ripping Thrash, and and I know that uh, James Hetfield plays. Uh, you know, explores and he yeah. used to play Gibsons, yeah. but I, he's not the shreddy deedly deedly guy in that's that's true Metallica. And uh, a, Kirk Hammett plays Gibson. ESPs, right? Here's a here's a Gibson with a Floyd Rose, but that doesn't mean anything. It's still a Les Paul. Yeah, but it's got a Floyd Rose, so you know what? It, it should be doing some meatly meatlies. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this is a conversation for metalheads, and neither of us are metalheads. Yeah, REO Speedwagon, they're metal, right? That's <laughs> That's who's that's who's that is. Um, <laughs> I would wear an REO Speedwagon shirt that was uh, where the logo was done like a pile of sticks. Cheryl Crow, she she's <laughs> metal, right? What I was looking for is um, the guitar player from uh, is it is the is it the band Hailstorm? I'm thinking. I don't of. know. I've never heard of that band You've name never in my heard life. Of Hailstorm. What's her name? Yeah, Lizzie Hale. She, I guess she doesn't have a signature Gibson anymore, but she did. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what I was thinking of. And I was trying to see if they had any other ones. Her signature Gibson was super cool. It's like this. Uh, oh, yeah. This I remember that. Alpine white Epiphone Explorer. There's also, there was a Gibson version. I think there was a, a Alpine white Les Paul too. Sometimes but. I think I need to play my parts Explorer more. And then I remember how heavy it is. And I'm mm. like, mm, I'm all right. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess. It's there. It's bridging to a genre that maybe they don't have a ton of of a pull on at the moment. Um, I mean, people who love Dave Mustaine and buy high end guitars are going to buy some of these. Like they're going to get sales off of this. If you're excited about this, let us know. Yeah. We're, we're just not the guys for that, and that's fine. I think my uh, wrap up on it is like this is a no brainer move for Gibson. It's like. What happened, Dean? <laughs> like that's that's my question. What happened? What happened right. to lead to this? And and what can you do to prevent this sort of thing from happening in the future? Other brands, you know, use this as an object lesson. Like figure out why Dean lost, you know, a key signature artist. Yeah. And do what you got to do to keep your signature artists. Maybe it wasn't worth it to Dean. Maybe it was a bad deal for them too. I don't know. Maybe they just they just can't keep it going. Who knows. <laughs> Can't maybe they legitimately maybe they legitimately want to move in a budget direction, which is why their website feels budget. <laughs> like maybe like all the the high end stuff is just like the unicorns and like the vast majority of the business they want to do. Like oh, we really just want to do like five hundred to eight hundred dollar guitars. Right. I think, but I mean, I I kind of feel like that's where Dean's been for a really long time. Right. So. Like I don't think like like we were both surprised like oh wow there's three thousand dollar gib yeah. like three thousand dollar deans on yeah. sweetwater i knew like, they used to right I mean, oh I, for I sure just thought they didn't anymore yeah 
Clearly, we know nothing. You've been listening to two guys who know nothing about the thing that we're talking about. Welcome to the podcast. That's that's what we do. Yeah, so speaking of Gibson Custom Shop instruments. <laughs> One that should actually fetch thousands oh, and thousands man. and how thousands much, of how dollars. How much do they want for this? Did I you actually get... don't know. Oh, here we go. $4,500 Gibson Custom Gibson Les Paul Fast and Furious. One out of ten out of the Custom Shop Les Paul never plugged into an amp. All paperwork still packed in shipping box. No trades. Oh my gosh, cash, cash sale only. I mean, I guess it's on fa- Facebook Marketplace, so you're going to be dealing in cash. Imagine buying this off of Facebook Marketplace of all of all things, yeah. of all places to purchase something. You purchase a forty five hundred dollar down from fifty five hundred dollar Fast and Furious themed Les Paul, which apparently I thought. That this was themed after the first Fast and Furious, which is actually called The Fast and Furious. No, The Fast and The Furious. Steve pointed out that this is from yeah. one of the sequels where they shortened the name. Yeah, so there's The Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift, and then Fast and Furious, which was the fourth movie. <laughs> then Fast Five, then whatever they called the sixth one. I think it's funny that when we like go to Nam, and even when it's just press releases and you know calendars that they put out and stuff like that, like Fender Custom Shop, like their custom shop guys are making guitars that are like encrusted with jewels or like yeah. high concept, like using new materials or like we like hired this incredible artist. Mm-hmm. to do this piece that you would not believe. And these are all museum piece, like collector's pieces. And then custom shop Gibson with a, a poorly stretched out photo inlay print. Right. Of basically a movie poster with a really bad inkjet printer looking logo. I, on I kind of think I, I have to say, I think that's on purpose. The stretch out look. Yeah, because I think it's supposed to be what they look would look like reflecting off, off of, of a car. Off of a car. So I think that's what the movie poster looked like. I'm I'm trying to see if I can find it right now. Like no matter what, doing a photo print on a guitar like that always looks bad. It doesn't matter the photo. It just looks bad. Like there are so many better ways to think theme a custom guitar like what is actually custom about this other than a photo print on it it's a les paul with a photo print oh no that's oh my gosh it's this poster i'll i'll send it to you so okay you can you can do the thing ryan do the thing you're ryan burke i'm ryan burke my ipad is apparently melissa <laughs> uh yeah i'll put that in yeah it's <laughs> That's so stupid, though. Yeah, so it's a poster that's a picture of a reflection. I guess you could... You would it's have the been- characters in the movie reflected in a car, but they definitely... Why? It's it's even worse. Well, it's like they should, have, they should have themed... If they're going to do a custom guitar, they should have themed it after this car. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah big, that would have been cool. Big chrome automotive lines on it like some sort of grill over the pickups to match the grill on the car yeah. um you know s- custom knobs that 
look like automotive parts or something like that. I don't know. Excuse like, me. like there's so many creative things that I just vomited in the first like 10 seconds of thinking about it. They didn't even try to do anything like that on this. And maybe I don't understand Gibson custom shop. Maybe it's just like, Oh, the movie just ordered a photo print guitar and that's still a custom shop. This is thing. missing the switch tip too. That's why it's down from 55 to $4,500. <laughs> Maybe that switch tip was themed like a stick shift. Yep. I doubt it. And that was the thing probably, to probably tie it all not. together. Yeah. It just looks so cheap. They could have done some more interesting things. If with this it. was an Epiphone, I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. It's like the Sobe guitar. Like, I don't love this. Uh, I'm airdropping you another picture, but at least that was yeah. trying the, the Gibson Corvette series. No, that looks series. amazing. Like they could have done that. They pr even could have included like the pictures of the people, but at least like integrate a little more carness into it. Right. Maybe instead of having like just a plain old, like, I guess this was made for, um, general tires, which is the GT logo in the oh. headstock. So I don't know. Maybe so it wasn't even made for the movie. It was well, made it was like, for a car company. Well, it's a tire a tire company. So oh, there's the switch tip. So stupid. it's still in the back, but it's like just a regular Gibson neck. I don't know. Do a do a little bit more. Maybe. Uh, oh, this is a General Tires promo instead of speed knobs. Hello, little plastic tires. That's what I'm saying. They or you know, even if they just went full chrome, like do chrome knobs, mm. chrome hardware, chrome pickups, and just do a black guitar with fast and furious in in pearl as an inlay oh. as an inlay on the neck you know uh yeah like yeah. a per a pearl inlay of the logo on the neck or even on the body even on the headstock and do the rest of the guitar themed after that car where it is just slick black with chrome appointments to it on the rest of it nothing on it that isn't black or chrome to fit the look of the of the of the car in the poster then yeah. you're making something classy something that i would be like okay i get it custom shop this just looks like it looks like cheap carnival slop to me and honestly i think gibson should be embarrassed to stuff like this yeah well this is the old gibson ryan <laughs> this is so. before cool uh jc with his leather jacket so jc uh mark. he kicked in the door he looked over his glasses like we're gonna change this company mark yeah. Uh, oh, hi, Mark. Other guy whose name went Caesar. That's what his name, Caesar. Mm -hmm. When you guys want some real authentic ideas, 60cyclehomecast at gmail.com. You know what? I don't know what we'd charge, but we'll do consulting for Gibson. Hit us up, Gibson. We'll do consulting work for you. Tell you what? Well, I can tell you, normal middle aged men will tell you what's cool. Normal biotech consulting is like $250 an hour, and I am way cheaper than that. Let me tell you. I'll do it. Half price. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. You know, together, two of us at the same time, two fifty an hour. Yeah. Consider just, two of us at the same time, $125 an hour. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> 75 bucks each an hour uh, to consult the Gibson. I think oh, we're that was only like $63 an hour. I think we're uh we're selling ourselves too short, Steve. I think we're worth more than that, but I don't know, I gonna... man. <laughs> if I can do that while I'm at work, hello, double dipping. <laughs> oh, so you just want to like be immoral about this? It's not immoral. It's called multitasking. <laughs> yeah, but I'm 
not making money at my job when I'm doing this. I don't get to double dip. You could, you could be filming a Fender video while you think about this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, I actually would, I would have fun doing consulting work for guitar companies or, you know, companies what within you, the, the genre of the what, what of you, guitar. What you could do is just do it like five, like kind of like a Fiverr style where they design it all. And then they just send us the file and we are like, yes, it's good. And then they just send us a check for $75. No, it sucks. Then they send us a check for $75. Yeah, we just say stuff and we get $75 over yeah. and over again. Well, I'm saying like that, that. I like this plan. It took an hour for us to look at it and then decide if it's good or not. Mm. So we get our, we so get our like one hour of work. Sitting there like, oh, I've got an hour to figure this out. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's going to take me an hour to figure this out, guys. I, I'm a little shaky here. I love it. This is great. Oh, this guitar is obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch any of those movies? Do you care about They're them at fun. all? They're fun. The, the couple are fun. Every now and then I've tried to like, I'm going to try to watch these movies. And at the end of them, I'm like, I don't want to watch this. They're I just like so dumb, ridiculous. I like dumb action movies. Are these too dumb or not enough action? I think it's the wrong kind of dumb for me. Mm. It's not my brand of dumb. I, I like Vin Diesel in the movies I've seen that he's I like, in. I like he like, was great in the Iron Giant. I love the Iron Giant. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Two notable oh, about acting roles for yeah, Vin Diesel. Very big speaking roles. <laughs> I actually really like the Pitch Black movies. The, he's good in the, the Riddick well, movies. They're, they're, those are fun. The Chronicles of Riddick. Very science fiction. Very science fiction-y. I, I like those a lot. I don't uh, know what else he's in. I don't dislike Vin Diesel. I just, no. I just can't get into these Fast Furious movies for some reason. Maybe you just don't like cars enough. I hate cars is the problem. I hate them. Yeah, I knew it. I despise vehicles of any kind except for boats. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some boats in like at least one of them. Is there a Fast and Furious boat movie? Probably. I actually don't care about boats either. <laughs> that was just me being contrary to my own stupid point. Um, what's Let's next? Let's make some money. This week's episode is brought to you by Big Ear Pedals. That's right, Steve. The L. The L for me is an always-on reverb. If it's on my board, it is always on. Yeah. Um, it's a nice little fun reverb that Grant and Karen make out of their home. And just in like the Greater Nashville area. Fast and Furious, Big Ear Pedals are like family. You gotta keep them together. Is that a theme in those movies? I've watched like one and a half and I know it's about family. I have watched one of them in several <laughs> years. I just remember having fun. The L, the loaf, the Albi, they want to be on adventures together. This one's the older, the, the, uh, this one's the older one. I think he's the leader. Oh, okay. Come on guys. We're going to go on an adventure. We're going to do a heist. I'm the new kid here. I don't know if I'm ready. I'll teach you the ways and I we're going to go do a pedal heist together. I think Woodcutter is actually the leader. And then, and then these two are like, ooh. But they're family. Well, in a manner of speaking, they're not actual blood oh, family. Oh, okay. That just got real weird. Oh, they're touching switches. What in the world is going on? So big thanks to Bigger Pedals for, once again... Supporting the content that you love here on 60 Cycle. <laughs> All right, man. What's new? <laughs> the audio listeners are going to be so confused right now. No, they'll get it. They'll understand what was happening. Oh, I was no. making the pedals look like, like they were kissing and being intimate with each other. You get it, right? They get it. 
<laughs> what's new? I don't know what's new. Do you have anything new, Steve? Uh, I sold the uh, the Matthews Architect that we had. You said Matthews. that last week. Did I? Oh, I said yeah. that last week. You're right. Oh, uh, what's new? Nothing. I, I bought nothing a new. I bought a tone bug reverb on reverb.com. What's that? It is a T-Rex reverb that someone oh. someone sent me a single comment on a video. I was like, hey, you should check out the tone bug reverb sometime. I was like, okay, I guess I'm buying this now. <laughs> That's all. Hey, hey, Ryan, you should check out Claw number two sometime. <laughs> okay, I guess just, I'm buying this now. You know, triple mortgage my house or whatever it takes to get. Hey, hey Ryan. A million dollars to buy it from Tyler, yeah. apparently. Yeah, and 50 cheese balls. <laughs> Uh, I hope that Josh actually sends him 50 cheese balls. Like just cheesy puffs? No, the pedal. 50 of them? 50 of them. And I hope he makes a vi that was That is content I would watch, Tyler. You playing 50 cheese ball fuzzes from JHS. At once. At once. At once. And making it sound good somehow. I dare you to do it, Tyler. There's no way he listens to this show. He might. There's no possible way. Someone's going to send this I to will him. say, we, we talked about Tyler a little bit last episode. I will say to his credit... There's people credit. that there's people that don't like him and sometimes I don't like him as far as like him as an entertainer. He's not my style. But I frequent the uh Reddit uh pedals. <laughs> I just pushed a button, I don't know. I frequent the Reddit uh pedal circle jerk mm -hmm. um sub forum and they constantly trash on him over there. And to his credit, which I've said multiple times, he got wind of it. He went over there. He oh, didn't, yeah, he didn't ask me anything, and he was super cool about it. And I think he won over a lot of hearts over there. And I really respect you for doing that, Tyler. And I really, because of that, I think I respect him more than I ever would have. So there's that. All right. Anything else new? I thought I wanted to have something new. I thought I, I had new stuff. I can't remember. I mean, I painted the room, but you guys already knew that. That was weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. They're looking at it right now. I have, we have new stuff, but we can't talk about it yet. Oh, uh, mm. Unscaw My Song. Oh, yeah. We've only got a couple weeks left for that. Uh, record yourself playing a ska song in a non-ska style. It doesn't have to be a full production. You can just do it acoustic into your phone if you want to. Yeah. Um, or you could do a full production if you want to. Like get you know, get into logic and do MIDI instruments and go crazy with it. Make something you're super proud of. It just has to be a ska song that you're covering and you've turned it into not a ska song. And we're gonna listen to them all I wanna in hear... one episode. We're gonna pick winners and we're gonna send out prizes. I wanna hear a mega death here in my bedroom. <laughs> i'm imagining how that would go and i like it yeah so do that here in my bedroom <laughs> <laughs> all right uh let's hit this next ad this is a messed up strat who did you find this because you didn't credit oh anybody. i didn't credit anyone dang it. it was in an email i think why didn't i do that i don't know damn it well whoever sent this i'm sorry how much is this? Let's, where's the... Did I not screen grab any of the info? There it is. Fender American Special Stratocaster Project Rosewood Fretboard 2006 in poor condition, $595 and $59 shipping. There's no description uh, that I can see. I can't find it with a quick search on our email. 
Damn, I, I thought it was email. It's got a couple stickers in it. There's a Ferrari sticker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pristique medical. Oh, that's a medical marijuana sticker. So basically, this is a Fender American Special Stratocaster 2006. They want 600 bucks for it, which would normally be a, a hot price for an American Strat. But this thing has been molested in a lot of really odd ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's uh, like not—it's not in playable condition at I all. I looked in this. I looked at this first picture, but at least it's shielded. <laughs> and I'm looking at this shielding, and I go to the second picture, and I go, "Oh, that's that's an American Strat." Mm-hmm. And then I go to the next picture, and I'm like, "Why does this? Why does this cavity look extra carved out?" Um. That's weird. And I go to the next picture. What? What is this random? There hole? are random holes and places with at really unnatural damage. At some point, it looks like somebody decided that they didn't want the uh, strap button on the end of the horn. They wanted it on the face of the horn. Yeah. But then the screw broke off, and then they sanded it down or something. Uh, there. There's just there's so many random holes and then you get to the back on the back it someone routed out a hole behind the jack plate so it's like there's a jack plate hole on the back of the guitar it's like did they want to put the jack a jack on the back were they back jacking <laughs> i don't know what that term means i don't Steve. know what it means i either. don't want to know and I highly suggest that you delete your browser history. <laughs> and then $600. Oh, this is being sold in Florida. Oh, this is Florida man's guitar. That, okay, that everything now makes sense. This person is on meth. <laughs> Here's the thing like a Fender American Special. I don't know what these sell for. Oh, now. also, the, the bridge. Is a hardtail bridge oh, it's a hard that trip. is bolted over the route for yeah. a standard strat trim bridge. Yeah, yeah. Also, the uh, shielding looks like his kitchen foil. This is that's yeah that's not kitchen foil that's the foil that's used to cook your meth. And also, like oh, they might have cooked meth in that foil. Also, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen an American strat with. A swimming pool route let alone a route that goes down into the lower horn like this a lot of wood was removed from this right that's what i'm saying like that that's this is all hacked up this is so here's the thing i i, I can't say what these sell for now right this store has sold over a thousand items well it's clearly just a store they they're very competent and taking photos the photos are very nice and arty they're really showing off Every detail. I don't believe that the store is responsible for any of this. I think they came into owning this, but I also think they're trying to get way too much money for it. At this point in this guitar's journey, um, just take the neck off and sell the neck as an American neck. The neck looks fine. The body, it doesn't matter that this is an American strap body because it's been harmed past that matter. This guitar is an absolute mess. Currently has no tuners oh, did you or find electronics. Uh, has a hardtail bridge, though it originally had a floating trim, routed, holes in it, has a nail in it, refinished, tore up, so much more. It was covered in stickers. Uh, 
They had, it was covered in big stickers that covered all the holes originally. Jack plate installed in the back under where it would typically be in the front. Uh, turns out they routed straight through. Surprisingly, it actually played awesome, just how it was when it came in. I uh, tore the stickers off, da, 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 sold. Here's here's what I want to know. I'm just go I actually just pulled this up so I could go to the store. So I want to see what the hell else is in this store. One of the items in here is also a, uh, there's 158 listings. Um, the prices in here are just wackadoodle. Oh, really? Fender Highway 1 for $1,300. Whoa. An old Fender Contemporary Telecaster, which this is kind of cool. It's uh, one of these uh, yeah. MIJ Telecasters with a, a Fender System 1. I think that's a System 1. Is that price really ridiculous? Like I think that price is sixteen hundred dollars for that. Price is too much. Uh, Made I could if it was like a thousand. Yeah, it, it um, seems like they're they're batting a couple extra hundred bucks on almost everything. There's a Squire Vintage Modified. Looks like a base six for nine hundred. Um, what is this shop doing? I I don't know. What's funny is like some of the other things in here might. You can be, buy those new for like four hundred, right? Well, do they still sell them? Yeah. There's some other things in here that are like more normally priced, like a Fender Standard HSS for 500 So that's like a Mexican. Uh, but then a PV, a 93 PV Predator for 350 I don't, I don't think those Sometimes are. Sometimes I wonder if when you see stuff like that, that's, that's priced way above what it should be. If the shop that's selling them has some sort of specialty market where they, uh, they have an arrangement where they ship overseas and that's like a price meant for overseas. I have no idea. Like some of these prices make sense. And some of these prices are just like, they don't, they're not like at the, the markups are different. Okay. So that neck, an American special strat neck, 2006, uh, they, they should be able to just part this out and sell that neck on eBay for 300 plus, right? Yeah. They've got other fender necks on here. Uh, for three to four hundred dollars, if they were just selling this neck for like three hundred dollars, it'd be like okay, right? That's fine. But no one wants to pay an extra three hundred, two hundred dollars to get this body. There's, there's not enough of the body left. All right, I figured it out to be worth two hundred bucks. And there's no heart. There's no pickups or anything in this. It's just the body that's got an unwrapped baked potato in it. This guitar is just trying to get on uh, riffs, beers. <laughs> and beards and gear right uh the reverb ridiculous show. reverb listings yeah, that this most is what this the is. most famous like used gear video podcast that there's ever been it's What's been not really a podcast it's, it's been like running forever it's, like it's the best known youtube video podcast review of used gear that there is and that's just what they're trying to do they're just trying to bait that well-known show they're selling a Dodd gunslinger for $99. <laughs> that seems a little overpriced. You sounded a little British there, Steve. <laughs> this is just, I don't understand this at all. No, what, what would you pay for that body? If you saw it on local Craigslist, it's like, here's a body in this condition, no neck. And it was originally a Fender American special strat. I feel like I wouldn't go over 75 bucks. And that's even generous. I think, you know, I think if this was like 200, it would make sense. The whole guitar? For the whole thing. 
uh, because because of the neck. But the neck looks fine. I think I think you're just paying for the neck. Yeah. I, I no, like, exactly. No, like if these necks go for three hundred regularly, I would pay three hundred dollars for this guitar, and I would just look at the body like, well, I'm just that's just scrap. Yeah. You know, because that's what it is. The neck looks fine. It doesn't have tuners though. I bet you could find this neck with tuners for three hundred to four hundred. Possibly. I mean, and the neck is beat up. Like it's but got it's some normal, gashes in it. It's normal beat no, up. No, that's not normal beat up. Look at that. That's not normal beat up. No, that's normal wear. That's not normal wear. All right, all right. No, it's like it's not. It's nothing like the body. It's nothing like the body, but that's not normal wear. I'm gonna look at all of your Stratocasters right now. <laughs> I think I've only got one Strat in here, so have fun looking at my one Strat right now. My Strat is pretty beat up. None of the headstocks on any of your guitars look like that. Okay, all right. That's beat up. But it's nowhere near as no, bad as I'm the not, body. I'm not saying the rest of this body is trash. Right. Like you if you know, if you knew what you were doing, which I don't, but if you knew if you knew what you were doing, you could probably take uh some uh I don't know, four hundred, maybe some four hundred uh grit sandpaper. Um I don't think the damage on the on the neck is that bad. Like it looks like it got roughed around a little bit, but it's not like doesn't just, have holes drilled in no, it. No, it I'm just saying it doesn't. Well, it does have holes drilled in it, but it's the right holes to be drilled in a neck. <laughs> I'm just saying there's some there's some finish dents where right it's dense, not cherry where and I'm saying those dents don't make sense. No, yes, yeah, that's what my point. No, this is. thing looks like it got kicked around the back of a tour van with a punk band for. Like a summer or something. No, like this that. guitar was owned by a meth head. <laughs> For sure. Ah, that's a little sad. But anyways. Next topic. <laughs> Pristique Medical, man. Pristique Medical. Uh this show. Do you know who else sponsored the show, Ryan? Oh, it's Chase Plus Audio. Chase Plus Audio sponsors this show. That's yeah. Right. Where's my other thing? I don't know where I put the which other thing? Ah, the other Chase Bliss pedal. There's a blooper right there. There's a Condor that they don't sell anymore. The blooper is a lot of There's fun. There's a Brothers that they don't sell anymore. There's a Dark World. That they still sell. The blooper is a bunch of fun. Let's talk about the blooper for a second. It's a looper, but it's not just a looper. It's like a, it's like an effect-making granular, like, surprise-yourself machine. Mm. You could be boring and just treat it like a normal looper, which is fine. Mm -hmm. I honestly think if you're going to buy just a normal looper, just buy a single foot space thing and just use a looper. But if you want to get experimental and you want to get crazy, this is the looper for you. You record your loop and then you select one of two, actually two of multiple different mods that you can apply to it. And you can apply two at a time with these little buttons down here and things get absolutely crazy. Like this pedal makes sounds that I've never heard from any other looper in my life. Like you want to put something in a pedal and have it come out completely different. Like the pedal is inventing new music for you to play over. That's the blooper. This almost like this almost achieved artificial intelligence. I think that this, <laughs> I think that the blooper is its own musician. Like mm. it should get writing credits in songs when used in songs. So for pedals more creative than you are, 
that will write your songs for you. That will write songs for you. Check out Chase Bliss Audio. Big supporters of the show for a long time. If you want to support uh, brands that support the content that you love, check out Chase Bliss Audio and Big Ear Pedals. All right, this next topic came from Facebook. Uh, uh, from Alex Van Halen Osborne. Uh, who asks, uh, he says, if you fellows made your own line of affordable guitar slash bass pedals, what would your brand do to stand out from the crowd? I like this question because it's not like, what would your pedal be? It's like, what would you do with your brand to make it special? Uh, I would make it extreme. <sighs> These pedals yeah. would constantly be getting yeeted off of things. Uh, Everything would be themed after Mountain Dew and Doritos. They would be very, is it very pog? Is that what the kids are saying these days? Is that pog? a thing they're saying? Be so pog. What does that mean? Other uh, than, are, are they talking about pogs? I think it means good. Pog means good. Um, All right. Also, they would come with pogs. <laughs> Gonna make that happen again. That is, I could see... That being like a thing at Nam, if Nam ever happens, oh, like man. some Apparently some pedal company, like, hey, everyone, get o- go over to this booth. They're giving out pogs. Apparently, Summer Nam is booked, man. They've got a they've got a conference, whatever. Is it in a conference center? Is it a hotel in a hotel? They usually do it in the convention center downtown. Apparently, it's booked. I have actually lined up my place. I'm going to stay. I'm still like telling everyone I'm staying with, like I have, I think there's a 20% chance this is actually going to happen. Uh, we can cancel the Airbnb up until like a few weeks before Nam. So uh, we'll see. By the time this show, this episode airs, I will have had my second uh, shot. So damn, I'll just go to somewhere. Mr. Mr. Immunities over here. Just showing anyway, off. Um, Big I, brag about his immunities. I do think uh, for us, for our brand, um, the big thing, and you know, we talked, we talked about this. I think we just talked about this uh, with the series of K-line pedals that you just did. Like they mm-hmm. have really, uh, the thing that sets them apart from other cheap brands right now is they have really uh, they have fun art, cool art on them. Yeah, I think art is a big thing. I mean, Walrus gets a lot of love and yeah. hate from people. People notice Walrus because of their art. They do a lot of yeah. cool, like custom art it's, runs and it's stuff. Funny, like how many people I have known who will or will not or who either like want or will never own a Julia because of the art. Uh, There was a post on Reddit where someone had every single special art version of the earthquaker plumes, which is a very simple isn't it just different colorways? It's just different colorways, but they had like 10 of these things. Jeez. And a lot of people were roasting it, but a couple of people were like, you know what? They're $100 pedals. There's dumber things to collect. Yeah. I mean, they look cool in a row. I don't know, guys. Just turn them all on at once. I think if I, if I was going to have like a pedal brand and I wanted to set it apart and make it special... I think the best way to do that, I mean, art is cool, but the best way to do it is a unique case design and unique, mm. like, hardware. Like, I really admire Beatronics. Oh, yeah. They make yeah. fully unique cases for each pedal. They do, like, the full, like, embossed metal, uh, uh, like, 
pieces that are screwed onto it. Yeah. They use really unique hardware. They actually use hardware from like aviation sources. Yeah. For their big bolts and stuff like that. And they have a extremely unique look and feel when you when you hold them in your hand and you look them on a pedal board that I think gives a lot of value mm-hmm. to the brand. Like their circuits are fantastic too, but it just the aesthetic the physical nature of them gives them a very unique, desirable sort of right. Thing. You know, I've always wanted to see a pedal where the switch is kind of on the front of the pedal, right? So imagine something simpler, where and it's on like a slant, and then it like here, this part would be like flat, and the knobs are actually kind of recessed as well. Mm, yeah, yeah. And then on the edge, there'd be like some wings. That kind of make it so the the knobs are kind of down in their own little holy hole okay. space. Like something like that. That would be really cool. I don't think that's an idea anyone's had. I can't do that with a straight face. Um, no, <laughs> for, I, for a minute, I thought you were describing a boss pedal, but then you said the wings. I was like, oh, you're describing. I'm describing thorp. a thorp. A yeah. Thorpy. No, but that's a perfect example. Like you make a unique case design and you know, he, you know, that case design is reminiscent of previous case designs, but he made it his thing. And now yeah. when you see it, it's yeah. like, Oh, that's a Thorpe pedal. Um, yeah, I think, uh, well, you know, that was kind of the comment that I had with these, uh, these flamma pedals oh, yeah, that yeah. you just got in is, is I actually, uh, though I will say that their overall aesthetic, what it actually reminds me of is rev. Oh, totally. Um, but it's really clean. And the cases, I I don't actually, I think the case is probably just a generic looking case. Um, but there's something about specifically, I think the little groove under preamp here. Right. That, and the way, actually the way that this is, is this, does this light up? It does. Little, it, it's a unique LED around here that goes out in a little, uh, like a triad spike. They did a metal engrave on the top here and they did a cutout for a bar of LEDs right, right here for your so you know what preset you're on it's not just the presets it's um this different modes oh okay so they cool. they really went the distance to make a unique case design that grabs yeah. your eye for a budget pedal and i think even if it's a budget pedal i think a, a unique case design goes a really long way like think about dan electro yeah like yeah, they the, have so many unique case designs for their pedals. They've they, only recently have they put out something that's in a box. And even like their new ones that are that are you know they're just in a box. Like their unique, their knobs, relic boxes. They're like this aged theme. Like they yeah. still put a lot of like visual design into it. Like I think there's plenty of room in the world for the, the boutique pedal that's in a gray metal box with standard knobs and you know like a rubber stamped design on it. But at a certain point, like going the extra mile and doing really unique case design, I think is so special. What would you do for, I just saw the, so there, this is what if Ibanez had just, this is a preamp and one of the preamps is called HVE 5151. Oh, they're, yeah, they, they hint really hard at what they're trying to do without actually crossing the line. What's the blue eye 100? Uh, man, I forget. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> this thing got a failing grade from me, by the way. I had it set aside for the last episode. We were talking about paid demos and whatnot. Um, <laughs> that's a whole other story. Go watch the video uh, of yeah, my flammas um, pedals. But uh, uh, thinking about that, what about names? How would you names name your pedals? Are hard. I remember 
years and years ago when I was listening to uh, Brian Wampler's podcast more often, Chasing Tone, uh, he would go on these things like, try to name a pedal. It's already, someone already came up with that name 15 times. You cannot right. find a unique name for a pedal, which makes me think like, Honestly, almost like the boss way of doing things is probably the way to go these days. Just some days. kind of numbering. Yeah. I think the numbering system works. I I really don't I don't think I like um the way that like a lot of the other cheap brands do. Like this one, the preamp again, you know, whatever, right. it's the FSO6 preamp. Like that does a, a little bit of something for me. Just these ones where it's like, I'm going to buy the K-Line distortion and it just says distortion on, or like Donner well, K-Line, distortion. K-Line goes out of their way to come up with names that mean nothing. <laughs> Which may, you know, is that better or worse? I don't right, know. Right, right. And, you know, like all the Walrus stuff, like the names mean nothing in context to, you know, what the effect actually does. But then in a way well, it becomes that, that iconic. One K-line back there is a it's a the stack attack. It's a preamp and compressor. That kind of makes sense. It's an yeah, it's like an overdrive compressor. Yeah, so it's stack like a attack. stack attack. Now, some of sense. them make sense, but some of them are like I just see what's so a many devil, of them. What's like, a devil fish? Right. And I guess like the Don like the classic Donner is the yellow fall, which is kind of a cool name. Mm-hmm. Um but, but it's a delay and that doesn't really make any sense except unless you're it's like yellow fallout and it's eventually going to it's going to delay your death yeah but I've, your death is now inevitable from the radiation i was privy I uh, a while back to a conversation a builder was having trying to figure out a name for an upcoming pedal mm-hmm. and it's actually really tricky if you are doing sort of like a clonish sort of like a like a uh, tribute to mm-hmm. a famous pedal because you can't use certain terms without crossing legal right issues but like saying the th- like like hitting obvious puns obvious things that you want to do with it becomes very tricky so it can actually be really hard to name pedals in certain situations mm-hmm. so the uh, I'm trying to think so you've got the blues driver and the blues driver is based uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, on the Marshall Blues Breaker uh-huh. pedal. Is that right? I think, think so. I, I'm um, not a pedal historian with that sort of stuff. So uh, I saw that you were getting educated on pedals uh, on a video. Yes. Um, so I'm trying to think of like, that's like a pretty common pedal or a pretty common genre of pedal to, uh, or type of overdrive to, to, Imagine make tr- a circuit of. I'm trying to think like what would you imagine trying you to name all that. Imagine trying to name a tube screamer clone. There's been a billion of them. Yeah. You can't do green screamer. You can't mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can't do green tube drive. You have to come up with some sort of crazy name that still tells people this is a tube screamer. The cylinder yeller. <laughs> And maybe that's where you just like where you know yeah I guess you just go with the with the uh, uh, like the oh, creative name. You just call, I mean I'm sure there's another pedal out there, or you would just get sued by whoever wrote the song "Love Potion Number Nine. That's a really obvious, fun tube screamer homage because it's the nine. Right, right. TS nine. Um, the TS nine reference. Right. Uh. You could you could name a two like an eight oh eight clone the Bob, 
Oh, the vinyl looks like an 808. B-O-B. cool. And you do that bob in like uh, a font that just looks kind of close to 808. <laughs> I just know. I, yeah, you do it in like that old like 80s, uh, the 80s, like the War Games font. Right, right. Where it's like very blocky. That could work. Yeah. That could work. This is the bob. Yeah. We've named one pedal. We have like, these is, this is a, these are cheap. This is a budget brand, so we've probably got 20, 19 yeah. more pedals. You know what made. else could really set your brand apart? What? Like get a NAN booth and just fill it with like mostly naked ladies. Yeah. Now, you, <laughs> now you're sticking out and you're really marketing your stuff. Yeah. Dean style. That's why <laughs> Dean is top of the game right now. Got to keep that sticking out marketing, st that stuck out marketing for your OnlyFans, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's you know there's there's brands that do a really good job of making stuff unique yeah. and yeah. like where you see it and you're like oh that's that brand i know that brand just from the look of this thing like if if you see anything from boss you're like oh there's a boss pedal yeah if you see something but, from, the, but the shapes help you know the shapes help that too if you see something from ibanez you're like oh that might be a maxon <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah if you see anything from from vertex you're like oh is that a new x and that's like why anytime oh my gosh shut up uh, <laughs> anytime you see something uh like importy trying to do the strymon look it's like an eye roll thing like right. all right okay you're trying right. to look like strymon and like you're not quite there and i guess it's all right but it's pretty rough <laughs> Oh man, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. And that's the thing is you 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 want to make that nod without being like so derivative. Right, right. Um I mean honestly, is, boss, I mean, is that, boss has the best pedal Was that like your take on like cuz you since you just mentioned it like the new X like the Atlantic? Yeah, well the Atlantic like that was I think one of the first pedals that came out where people were like, "Oh, this is trying to be a flint." Yeah. Yeah, it's even like though, the, even though it's not right. No, like, the, it's a different thing. The but. case is very different, but be just the dimensions, the squareness of it. Oh yeah, and no, the I, side by side and the knob layout, like definitely. I like, meant like I think the effects are actually different. But, oh, they are. But it's definitely a similar. I I had that problem. There's a there's a company. I don't know if they're still around. Mm -hmm. Uh, called I think they're called Hampstead, and they're a British company that put out a pedal that was like full on even in curt like cursive font wow uh same size similar box similar uh uh soft uh, you know the, all of this is like is i guess you could say like all of this is bent metal these are die cast but right probably um but it's like that rounded metal shape but they were like that extra soft shape that like strymon because strymon pedals are have a very soft shape right i think the iconic thing about strymon pedals so oh, there's one right soft. there. Is that the thing where you can butt them all up against each other and it's like seamless right. and yeah, that bent metal sort of thing. Yeah, and I think a lot of the ones that do like the knockoff are have this roundedness all around. Right. And for what it's worth, like I I kind of get that vibe from the new Fender line. Like I get oh, totally. vibes from that. Yeah. Um, they are definitely taking taking design cues from Strymon over but, the uh, But yeah, the um But they do it this way. Right, right. Do they? Yeah, I don't I'm have. Looking, I don't, there's one right there. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah, they do do it that way. And I mean, it's not exactly the same. It's it's that tough space where everything that's kind of like a super clean uh, look. Fender pedals that, are just with, sideways Strymon. Especially with if it has you know two two switches on the top. Right. I feel like it's just you want to compare it to Strymon. if it's a square it's now, got two switches now that i see them side by side i'm like ah eh, these really they're they're similar but they're not that similar but like if this had come out before any other Strymon looking things you'd be like wow that is very Strymon. because it's well like, if, it, if this, this was this was somewhat of a unique case this design when these out, came out if this would have come out before any other Strymons, I would not compare. This. No, I'm saying like if before other Strymon copies, right? If this was right. the first pedal you saw that was doing this thing after Strymon, you'd be like, wow, they're trying to do yeah. a Strymon thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, I, think, I would make I all we, my I pedals. It out. I'd give them all a flavor. Like you lick them and you taste something. Oh, like the old scratch and sniff. Yeah, but it's taste and but sniff. It's taste and yeah, it's lick and taste. Yeah, uh, I feel like I feel like here in twenty twenty one, maybe you don't want to lick your pedals. <laughs> well, not if you bought them used. Uh, by the time you buy them used, all the all the flavor's gone, anyways. That's gross. ABC pedals already been ABL pedals already been licked. Already been licked. <laughs> already been consumer all right uh you want to do housekeeping and then we'll uh oh, yeah do a last Let's ad and get out of here housekeeping is part of the show where we thank the people well, there's no new people we record two episodes at the time you yeah. guys know that but if you want to support the show had like six people last um, week head on over i should have broken it up uh head on over to patreon.com slash 60 cycle humcast where for as little as one dollar a month or if you want a little discount you can subscribe uh you can donate a year at a time you basically uh, pay for 11 months and get the 12th month for free. Um, and it also means that you don't have like a recurring charge. Like you yeah. just have those single it's charge there. Uh, you know, just sign up. Uh, it helps us do things. You know, we talked about uh, booking for summer NAM. That's mm -hmm. uh, that covers that. It, it uh, goes in, you know, we made it. Yeah. It's $23 in paint, but it's paint. Yeah, paint back no, it, 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 the uh, these IKEA shells. A lot of people have been talking about these white cabinets. I don't think you can. I don't you can't you can see them in this podcast, shot. Yeah, but, uh, there's some brand new, pretty new now, not brand new anymore. Uh, white cabinets back here. Yeah, they're they're pretty new. They're still pretty new. Maybe someday Ryan will buy me a proper mic stand. <laughs> That's know. a proper mic stand. Steve wants one of these bendy boys. You're the one that bought this Bendy Boy. You have another Bendy Boy at home, don't you? I do have another one. Just bring your other Bendy Boy but over then here. Then I won't have a Bendy Boy at home anymore, right? <laughs> Steve wants that Bendy Boy at home where the Bendy Boy belongs. Okay, if you want a Bendy Boy, I'll get you a Bendy oh Boy, gosh. Steve. We'll pay for it with Patreon. We money. could get the little we could get the little tabletop ones. There's no room for those. Now we like to use our tabletop for pedals and roadcasters and, and iPads and stuff and, and drinks that we're gonna spill someday paper. on. All our pedals and iPads. Anyway, and uh, yeah, just head on over Patreon. Yeah, there's a link. Yeah, it's the money that makes most of these productions happen. Like we use that money to make the show happen. That's the reality of it. So huge thanks to everyone who supports us. Uh, let's attack this uh, this other ad here sent by Pete Carpenter. It is for an Axe Dash Twenty Two guitar that I. I, I'm having so much trouble understanding. I tried to search for this brand online and all that came up was an older version 
of this exact guitar that you'll see later in the photo, Steve, that had stickers and stuff all over it. It is this exact guitar. But in the version that was sent to us, all the stickers were removed and there was some heavy sanding going on. Wait, how do you know for sure that it's this exact guitar? Look at the headstock. This one's got stickers on it. Mm -hmm. That's the old ad. The new ad has the stickers, has, has, the, the, has the, the sun stains of those stickers. This Weird. is the exact same this guitar. This says Axe Guitar 22 frets. This and also look at that nut. That nut is a mistake on this guitar, and it's the same nut. <laughs> this is in Bristol. Um, what's up with this string? They're not even trying. The whole thing is like, was this actually commercially produced or is this someone's home done disaster? It looks like it has a Univox pickup in the bridge with those square pole pieces on one of the, uh, the coils. Yeah. Yeah. It's got some sort of crazy Tysco style, non-adjustable bridge. But look at the, this neck is kind of cool looking. The neck is, I really like the cool stripe inlays. Um, kind of a little confusing when you're trying to figure out what fret you're on, on the higher frets. Right. I actually really like that crazy curved in top horn. That's way too big. Like there's something funky about this that I like certain elements of it and other things. I look at it and like, this is a disaster. The, the five tuners on one side of the headstock and one tuner nestled down. It, it's got a fender style headstock, but it's got one tuner on the lower like wing of the headstock mm -hmm. up by the bulb, which you can tell does the, the, the benefit of a fender style headstock is that the strings line up straight across the nut. Yeah. Yeah. The design of this completely throws that to the wind. The strings start to have an angle to them on the G string and that E the high E is broken, but you can tell it would have a really hot angle going from the tuner to the nut. Yeah, this is Did you see the 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 heel on that neck? Look at this heel. No, it's huge. It goes like th 3 or 4 inches past Yeah, the it doesn't bolt. make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> that truss rod adjustment, you can tell there was never a cover on it. Yeah. The nut it also looks like it's Maybe it's too deep to use like a tool. The nut is the wrong size for the neck. Like it's way too compact. Like where did that nut even come from? Like I look at this, like how is it possible that this was a commercial guitar at any point? But I look at the logo on the headstock and I'm like, no one's going to do that on their hobby guitar. Yeah. It says Axe 22 PM white yeah i don't know what air. that word is wit hair p m w h i t i read that as t t a r e a r e i have no idea this is a a european ad maybe this is like a crazy like eastern european brand that we've never heard of before but there's visual elements here where if this was like put together right, I'd be like, that's a fun, funky guitar. 
This I'm is not going to say it, Steve. I'm not going to say paint it gold metal flake, but I am going to say paint it like crazy lime green metal flake. Do this guitar upright. Put a lipstick in the neck, like a Filtertron in the bridge, a Bigsby on this. Mm -hmm. Leave the shape of the pickguard. Leave the shape of the top horn. Leave that crazy tuner layout on the headstock. And it's going to be a funky, crazy garage rock machine. Why? Why? Why is this guitar? So what I'm saying is just completely change everything about this guitar, and they'll right, be interested right. in it. It's even like kind of hard to search for this because all the internet wants to show you are axe guitars, right? Like was it uh, axe shaped guitars Paul, and like axe FX guitars? And <laughs> yeah, that is the only listing. This thing was cooler when it had stickers I all over I, it. I thought I could out Google foo you. Usually I can out Google foo you and be like, no, I found it. <laughs> this thing, look at it with stickers and the knobs. Look at that giant freaking knob for yeah. the pickup selector. No, it, it's that's, that's a cool. cool knob. I like that knobs on this one too. How much are they asking for this? Uh, 170 pounds. <laughs> down from 475 pounds. Jeez. It's in Bristol. Yeah, what? Which is in England. Yeah, that's why it's so heavy. Yeah. Everything's a little heavy in England, we've noticed. 170 pounds. I don't know. This is just I wouldn't so pay I wouldn't pay that weird. if this was local. Um if this was 50 bucks local, I'd be like, oh, I got to go check it out. I got to go see what this thing's all about. I mean, what if it plays great? It looks like it's been roughed up enough that that someone was playing it at some point. Yeah, someone was trying to punk rock with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this thing wants to be a punk rock guitar. This thing wants to play cramps songs. I think that might be Wittered. That might Maybe. be a D at the end. Because that's some kind of UK thing. Wittered of Chelsea. Huh. But that's a coffee and tea supply. So. <laughs> no idea. Just the mishmash of hardware and crazy concepts on this make me think that this is like a 1970s, early 80s guitar from somewhere funky. All right, tell us about the song. Let's get out of here. Uh, this week's song. Um, was sent by Manuel Avila. Let me pull it up. He says, "Hey Ryan and Steve, here's an instrumental song called Moon Dust for you. I don't know if I can compete with the national anthem of my own country." Mexico, but I'll give it a try. Does gear matter? Here's a list. Nothing fancy. Just my new clon serial number 002. Uh, the bass is a PV Millennium BXP. The guitar is a heavily modified Pacifica from Yamaha into a Quilter Reverb 101 and a, playing into a Fender Deluxe Cab. Uh, the bass is going straight into the Focusrite solo. Drums are tracks by Prime Loops. Uh, the effects for bass are uh, an SP compressor and then an SP compressor played with a violin bow. So there's actually two basses, two bass parts, uh, and then a guitar part that's an EHX Ocean 11. Another guitar that's a JHS series, a three series fuzz into a flashback, and another one that's a three series fuzz into a flashback. Flashback played with a Soundstone sustainer. Have you seen those uh, Soundstone? Sound? 
Stone. I don't believe that I have. So stainers, they, I've been seeing ads for them on Instagram. They're kind of a Ebo-y oh, okay. thing, but they're called a Soundstone. I, I think they're uh, just kind of a different shape. Uh, this is from, again, from Manuel. Oh, uh, Manuel Avila Ochoa. I've seen him. I'm pretty sure he's in the Facebook group. Uh, this is the time of the night where your internet's slow. <laughs> I'm getting a bunch of ads for uh, landscaping speakers that look like rocks. A soundstone. like that yeah that was a that was a groove yeah really neat mood to that i like all the instrumentation going throughout i could have i could have time warped just now that could have played for like six hours and i would have just sat here and absorbed it yeah yeah send us the six hour version (laughs) all right bye everyone see ya stay grounded